Hi, welcome to the Us and Kids podcast. I am your host, Jan Talon. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom, and a grandma. And with my own marriage, as well as with my clients, I have worked to help us all avoid that pain of divorce and achieve the grand, difficult, tricky balance of being married forever while we parent together. We use the DNA method of communication, and we know this is worth the work and very rewarding. And today, we're going to talk about being in a space of courage. Now, you can think, okay, well, you know, courage is for when there's something really scary. And um, sometimes you'll think, courage, that's not a problem. I just go and do what I need to do. But do you know why? And there are people who get stumped and just can't seem to move forward or go so slow, like what's taking you? And it's not tired. Sometimes it can be some anxiety, but often even anxiety comes from a place of not having enough courage. I've often looked at the spelling of the word courage and thought that it has looked funny to me. For one, it has four vowels. An A and E, it skips the I, and then it goes to O and U. That's a lot of vowels to figure out where to put. And courage has the word rage in it. And I've often thought, courage isn't rage. Rage is angry and furious. Well, maybe if there's righteous rage, there's a lot of courage in it. But I've thought about this more and wondered, What does it take to have courage? I've been watching little kiddos lately. Um, I have a family near me. One of my kids is moving their kids and their family to a different location. And I've been watching the kids try to have courage in this. And they've done a fabulous job. I've been watching the parents try to have courage in it. With any move, there are bumps and bumbles and funny things that happen along the way that no one thought of. How do you stay in this place of moving forward? And that's what often courage is about. So I thought, well, I'm going to just look this up a little bit more. And went to be looking and saying, what happens overall when we have courage? This is for any age and any stage of life. From getting your 80-year-old parent to have enough courage to move into assisted living to having your own courage to start a new job or learn a new skill, to watching your kids have the courage to start a new school or do a new sport, join a new team, maybe even learn something new in the kitchen, to watching your little one have the courage to open their mouth while you try to brush their teeth, the courage to go to sleep without you sitting in the bedroom by them, When we have courage, and you'll be able to see people who have courage, they often then increase their intrinsic motivation. Long word, short definition here. Intrinsic motivation is internal motivation without having to be bribed or begged or pleaded or threatened. That we have the courage to say in our brain and in our body, I can do this. That's intrinsic motivation. And encouragement or having courage, we can tell that by somebody who says, yes, I can do that. 
And it also has perseverance in it. That courage, we can tell when someone has courage, when there's perseverance, meaning they keep on going forward. Even when there are struggles, they work a workaround and they do it again. The third way that we know if someone has courage is if we can see that they're enjoying what they're doing, even if they're struggling with it. So when a kiddo says in the end, that was fun, we know that they had courage. So those are some ways that we can see whether or not there's courage, is if someone is able to persevere, get started and do it on their own without having to be bribed or pushed or watched, and if they find some enjoyment in it. But we still haven't answered that question. How do we get courage? What are the characteristics of courage that we need? And I'm going to list a few of them here. We're going to talk about them. Remembering that with the DNA for fun communication method, that we are looking for what is your desire? What's your dream? in the small space of what other task you're trying to accomplish, or in the longer space in terms of parenting, of what do you want your child to be like as an adult? And then we're looking at the necessary skills. What skills do we need to get those hopes and dreams and desires to come true? And how do we apply them to ourselves, for and with our spouses and our partners and our kiddos? Often in these skills, when we teach them, we talk about this need for courage and about needing to encourage. Next week, we're going to talk about encourage, but I wanted to just give this nugget of truth that runs through any skill that you use. Listening, controlling your own emotional self, hearing people accurately, saying what you need clearly, using confidence and protection and equipping in a way that really builds people up. Being okay with giving some grace when people flub up. Those are some necessary skills. So let's move on in now into the sort of the core pieces of courage. What's the recipe that makes courage within people so that they can move forward easily? And one of them is self-confidence. Now, you and I both know the saying, well, that doesn't grow on trees, right? Self-confident people often know who they are and what they stand for. So this is internal personal work. To take a little inventory at yourself and say, what do I value? What would I spend money on that I would be pleased about my purchase? What would I not spend money on and be pleased about not purchasing it? Self-confidence is knowing who we are. This is moving target. But it's also important to understand who we are. And as we do this, we will begin to understand also that we have purpose. A few weeks ago, we talked about this value segment. And I want you to just continue to think through, not be 100% self-confident, not in all areas of life. I don't think it's possible. Give yourself some grace and some room for a sliding scale. Give your kids some room for grace. 
because self-confidence also comes as we practice something and grow proficient in it. So where our courage is low, often our self-confidence is low. Next week, we'll talk about encourage. And as we do that, you will see how we can help build up our own self-confidence and others. Remember that a part of courage is being confident. And I don't care sometimes if you fake it till you make it. It's all right. Another thing that courage has in it is conviction. Now, this doesn't mean being crash or harsh. It means being sure. Okay, it's part of that self-confidence. When we have conviction, we don't blindly follow the crowd or change our opinion depending on what our best friend just said. Conviction means because I know who I am, I stay with who I am. Kiddos are changing and learning, and so are we. And so sometimes I'm hoping that as we continue to grow up and mature, and we do that our whole lives, that we become more convicted, more true to what we know is right and good. Conviction is a part of having courage. But then so is integrity. And integrity knows the difference between right and wrong and doesn't fudge. Their white lies, half-truths, are seldom. And when they are, it's so obvious people know it's a joke. They live honor. That means respect in how they treat anyone. This is integrity. Integrity is trustworthy. So, so far in courage, to have or be in the space of courage, we have self-confidence, conviction, and integrity. We also have compassion. This is one of my favorite parts about courage. When I see people that are courageous, who I admire. These are people who are compassionate. They put other people's needs before their own without worrying about what they're going to lose because they have plenty. They have plenty of their own self. They have plenty in my world of what Jesus has given them. And so being compassionate towards anyone, good or bad, no matter how naughty they have been, is part of courage. It knows that you will be okay even if you give a lot of yourself away to someone else. I've watched these moms and dads as their kiddos are trying to figure this out be really compassionate with their kiddos and sitting down with them and playing or chatting, giving them permission to feel all the weird different things. There's talk about it looks like a tornado, looks like a hurricane. They would be helpful one minute in packing up, and the next minute, they'd be running around in circles, screaming or jumping. They couldn't stay focused. They were trying to stay in a space of courage, and they could do it for short spurts. But our compassion as the adults was whatever they need to do. And when they would say, what could I do to help? We would quickly give them something. And when they said, that's all I can do, we would say, then go and run. This is compassion. And 
It's a part of courage that says, I will be okay, even if you're not. When you need my support, I'll give it to you. I have enough strength to do both. And going on, courage has strength in it. You can hear it. Okay, they stay with things. We talked about this. Uh, one of the ways you can tell when someone's in a space of courage is where they are able to persevere. And that has this strength within adversity that keeps their eye on that end desire and says, this is how I'm going to get here. You're right. I'm on plan D. I'm on plan F and G. But my goodness, we're going to do it. They are aware that when I say no to one thing, no, I'm not going to stay here. I'm saying yes to another opportunity. That's a part of courage, is being able to make those transitions. It takes practice to be able to be strong in adversity. It takes practice of using courage to grow in courage. Keep on doing it. It's well worth it. You are going to need courage your whole life. Um, I was helping my dad long ago transition into an assisted living home place. My dad was a world traveler. My mother had passed away several years before. And as he climbed into bed, he could not do this himself. I heard him mutter under his breath, I have slept in hotel rooms around the world. I can sleep here too. I was the only one honored enough to hear those words and crawled into bed, and he slept. He had strength and courage in a space of a very challenging transition. Courage helps us adjust in those changes because we're able to persevere, because we're able to look around and say, these are my best choices and pick. You can hear the self-control that comes when people have courage. We can also hear the conviction. This is the right thing to do. This is what I'm going to do next. And even if they're not fully sure of their conviction, well, we're going to try it, might be a sentence. And sometimes we say it to our kiddos. Well, let's just try it. If we don't like it, we can change it. That's the courage and the strength that comes here as we practice all of these different ingredients that go within courage. I just did it here. We're helping those kiddos in moving and we're helping their parents in this making this move to embrace the unknown. In my world, because of my Christian faith, I simply talk about God is with you. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forget you. He didn't just stay in the house you're in. He's going with you to your new house. This is embracing the unknown. Even when they're not fully confident, courage says that I will figure it out and I will be know how to be safe even when it's scary. And that leads into the other element of courage, which is they take action. They don't always wait for somebody else to step up and do something. They do it themselves. I had a little guy who 
was just overwhelmed, couldn't do courage any, any, any more. And he got by me, and I was with other kiddos, and he started to run. He's a very active boy, and all of a sudden, that kiddo ran for 20 minutes. He had a little watch on, um, like a tracker. We could tell. He ran for 20 minutes. He knew that to get more courage, he had to do something. And part of that was get rid of all of this pent-up energy. He just ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And when he was done, he said, oh, I feel so much better. Now, I know you're not thinking that's really an action, and sometimes it is. To get courage, we may have to dump some anxiety that's building up. And I'll tell you, moving. Running fast, sweating, getting your heart rate up will certainly help that. Courage is not something that is as easy to do as eating an apple. Courage is something that we practice every day so that when we are in a place of high tension, we already have it. We don't wish we had it. Courage keeps us from shame and embarrassment. Because courage, you can hear these components, has wisdom in it. It gives us the strength to stop and the courage to stop something that's not reasonable or safe. And it gives us the courage to move forward, even when it seems scary and dark. You probably know somebody who needs some courage. You're probably listening to this list and saying, oh, I don't have that. Oh, I could use some more of that. So what I'm going to invite you to do today is to look at the little list that we have. It will be on the printable. Had self-confidence, conviction, integrity, compassion, strength, embracing the unknown, being able to take action, which builds strength. All of those things together build up our internal motivation, that intrinsic motivation, our ability to persevere, and our ability to enjoy whatever we're doing, even though it's so doggone challenging. It's different for everybody. As you watch your kiddos and as you look at you and your spouse, continue to build up within yourself and your kiddos those elements that make up courage so that there's not just rage and fast movement, but there's strength, there's delight. Next week, we're going to talk about the role of encouraging. This was in, I-N, courage. And next week, we're going to say, well, how do I encourage somebody who's just bumbling along? And they don't seem to have hardly any of those qualities. And it might be one of your kiddos, but it might be your spouse. It might be a good friend. It might be somebody who's just been too bumped up over the year. How do we encourage and how does that change how we interact? You know, I'm always pleased when you join me here, and I'm thankful for your taking the time to listen. I am hoping that you take this and use it to 
get your own self strong because we don't know what's coming down the road ever in life, but also so that you can encourage someone else. More on that next week. Enjoy your family, enjoy your marriage, and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.